Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the No Name Sports Show. As always, I am your host, Evan Money. No just Trevor yet. Uh, we're going to bring Trevor in as the NHL playoffs kind of keep going. But there is some big, huge news coming out of the NBA playoffs. Also, tonight, we are going to, uh, well, tomorrow, we'll have a recap of the first round of the draft, get my reactions uh, you know, my gut reactions to everything, because, um, you know, the draft is here in Kansas City, baby. Anyway, so let's kick this off. We are talking about the NBA playoffs. We had two series last night come to an end, and we had two series get pushed on to the next game. So let's talk about that first. Let's talk about kind of what we're looking at right now um, as far as uh, what the playoffs are, are kind of looking like. Um, I've, I first got to say that, wow, I, I was completely wrong and I'm glad I was on how, on how the playoffs have kind of played out. Realistically, I, you know, I, I, I knew that injuries were going to play a factor into this thing. I, it was, it was definitely, uh, very rough, uh, hearing some of the injuries that happened because you, you just hate to see it happen. Um, but yeah, um, unfortunately, that's just the way it is. Everybody has to deal with them. Um, so uh, there are four teams, or five teams, sorry, that have already moved on to the second round, uh, which means that there are still three series kind of being decided. So um, let's just, we're going to go again, we're going to take a look at the West first. And let's talk about the Nuggets versus the Timberwolves series. Nuggets were able to finish this off in five. Uh, not a whole lot of doubt there, I'm going to be honest. Um, looking at the way things were going for uh, the Nuggets in this series, um, I'm going to be honest with you. Nobody ever really felt like the Wolves had a, a good chance. Um, you know, for the Wolves, I guess the positive to build on this was that Anthony Edwards definitely could be the guy you build around. Um, definitely a guy moving forward that you're going to want to have as your core piece. I think every team has that one guy that they're like, this is the guy that we are building this team around that we're going to build to kind of accommodate here. Um, Anthony Edwards is that guy. We'll talk about kind of where that leaves them with with Cat, and you know, obviously they can't do anything with Gobert because of everything they gave up. But Cat is definitely in a precarious a precarious situation because who knows what exactly is going to happen with him? Uh, his value, I feel like, has kind of tanked in this playoff. You know, in this playoff series. Uh, so you know, with that being said, just <sighs> moving on. So. We're gonna definitely let's 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 talk about let's talk about how the the outcomes of these games actually happen. So, uh, the very first game obviously was a very shaky game for uh, the T Wolves. They were only able to put up eighty points. They got beat uh, eighty to one hundred nine. Realistically, I felt like that. I felt like the world was like, "This is how this series is gonna go," you know. Um, and honestly, <laughs> aside from Game Four. Uh, and even in Game 5, you know, it, it, it never really felt like, you know, Denver was, like, not going to be, like, wouldn't be able to come back from it. You know what I mean? Um, Anthony Edwards, uh, you know, led 
the uh, you know led everybody in in scoring with uh, you know thirty one uh, points per game. Uh, Nikola Jokic uh, barely net you know led everybody in, uh, you know rebounds. Sorry, I'm stumbling because it was only by point two that he beat Rudy Gobert. Uh, Jokic led with with nine assists and uh, Anthony Edwards led with blocks. So. Definitely very interesting here. Um, again, at the, obviously at the NBA level, teams are so close um, and so competitive, uh, talent-wise. But it really, like, when you get down to the after, like, when you get down to the stats that people don't pay attention to, that's kind of where it trickles down to. So, um, for De- I mean, for Denver here, I feel like this was was pretty much a, a done deal. Um, they were clearly the better team going into this, uh, you know, with Jokic and and uh, Murray. It's it's hard to beat that, um, and then you also take a look at guys, you know, like Michael Porter Jr. and um, some of the other guys. I mean, they they really have like done a pretty good job of just being a I wouldn't say well-rounded team like they're not a bad team I guess that would be a bad thing to say because they're number one obviously but they're they're kind of a well-rounded team when they're healthy though and that's that's the one interesting fact about this this Denver team is that you know uh obviously Jokic is is your your main guy uh and then you know Murray is right there next who's that like kind of like next tier guy uh you know Michael Porter Jr. has that ability to be that guy uh whether or not he's gonna be you know still kind of waiting to see if that shell gets broken Aaron Gordon we kind of know what we're getting with him um but then you know also like with having a reliable guy like Contavious Caldwell Pope and Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan um they they definitely have the the pieces uh that allow you to kind of they got a good flow of just star power bench depth uh they i you know in in all reality in my mind they i mean they're they're probably the best balanced team um good fluidity throughout any lineup that they put on the floor so uh, definitely awesome there. Um, looking at the the stats, though, you know, let, let, let's talk about kind of uh, <clears throat> back to my point of like you know for the Timberwolves before I go back to well actually no let me let's let's look at the Nuggets first the team that's moving on let's take a look at their stats throughout this out the series. Um, obviously, you know Jamal and, and Jokic led the team, uh, you know, in points. Um, they were basically the top getters, uh, uh, you know, throughout. Uh, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, you know, led the team and, and steals it during the series. Um, this was definitely very interesting because, you know, <sighs> having guys like Jeff Green, having guys like Christian Braun, um, you know, Bruce Brown, being able to come in and kind of give you a nice uh, 
basically a nice flow of things. I mean, Bruce Brown really helped out, averaging 11 points, you know, on 27 minutes a game. Um, really, really kind of helped out a lot. You know, uh, it definitely... Sorry, I was reading something else. It definitely just goes, like I said, goes to show that the, the depth of this team um, is really, really honestly, truly amazing. Um, they have a, I feel like they have a, a good balance uh, with size and the ability to score. So defensively, I think is where it's a little questioning because you never, I don't know how much you actually trust them uh, down the road defensively. But, uh, you know, with that being said, obviously they got it done against a, a team who really realistically only had one guy carrying the load. Um, and this is what I was talking about. So uh, Anthony Edwards was averaging almost 32 points a game, uh, playing 40 minutes a game. You know, Conley and, and Gobert and Towns, uh, none of them made it to averaging 20, you know, more than 20 points a game. Gobert and Towns were both averaging a double-double throughout. Uh, but then you take a look at, like, after that, after those four guys there, nobody was able to really get to double digits. Uh, Alexander Walker and Kyle Anderson were, were close with about eight and a half points a game. Um, you know, uh, Terry and Prince... And uh, Jalen Noel, you know, got a lot of action, got to see a lot. Um, Noel really did not not really effective. Same with Austin uh, Rivers. Played four games, really didn't offer too much um, in the way of relief. I think if the, if the Minnesota Timberwolves want to move on, you find a way to move Towns, figure out a better spot for him where he doesn't have to be number two, you hope that Edwards and Gobert can make it work better than Mitchell and Gobert did. Um, yeah, so I, I just think that, that that's probably the best way to go for this team. Um, so, yeah. Uh, moving on, uh, the other teams that, you know, the team that the Nuggets will be facing will be the Phoenix Suns. They won in five. Uh, very interesting series here. Because with the Clippers taking game one um, and then basically the Suns being able to just come back and just, I wouldn't say steamroll through, uh, but that is kind of <laughs> kind of what seemed like it happened. I mean, look, you know, you look at the box score, the end game score, there, there's very, there's not a, like a blowout factor that reads out. Um but for the Clippers, obviously, this is where, like, health comes into play. Um, you know, Kawhi was only able to play two games, um, <clears throat> which obviously hurt them dramatically. Like, they're, that was the worst-case scenario for them. Um, you know, with that being said, it's like, with the Clippers, where do you go from here? You know, um, Kawhi basically giving you two games, Paul George not being around. 
um, which obviously is a huge factor there. Um, you know, shout out to Russ and Norman Powell for making the best of, you know, the best of a bad situation, really. Um, you know, Zubak being fucking, being a fucking solid big man. Um, I think that this team definitely needs to probably think about blowing it up. Maybe try and find a trade partner for Paul George or Kawhi. And see kind of what you can get. I think maybe Paul George would be the only way you could go because people are just unsure about Kawhi. You know, um, I like kind of what Stephen A. Smith said about, you know, like we don't see Kawhi get hurt. So we don't really know what actually is going on with him, like what is happening. Um, I agree with what Stephen A. Smith said. Like, I do believe that he's hurt. Um, you you do hear about uh, all the time, like nobody thinks that he's faking it, and I by no means do I think that he's faking it. Um, the demands to be a professional athlete are crazy insane on what you have to do to maintain your body, maintain everything that you're doing. Um, but with that being said, like at least with the Paul George, like Paul George is easier to move because. You know what's actually like the outside people. Outside people looking in know what's happening. Um, as far as Kawhi, I feel like the Clippers are kind of have to just stay committed to him. Um, I would say you know probably not a bad idea to stay committed to him and Russ. Um, see what you can get for Paul George. Maybe get a little bit you know maybe get some younger guys coming in. Um, you know that might be maybe a move where you get you know towns to come in i don't know uh just a thought but yeah i you know it, when Kawhi's on the floor he's arguably one of the best players in the league the problem is, is he he hasn't been on the floor enough um and since he's you know since he got hurt in san antonio say what you know say what you want about you know whether or not he sat out on purpose because he wanted to leave or you know whatever um i don't really where there's smoke, there's obviously fire, but, you know, could also be a kid vaping. So, um, unless you're Kawhi, I don't think you really can, really can make those answers. Um, Kawhi's not saying stupid shit like Zion is saying. Like, I just don't feel right. I just don't feel right. <laughs> like, I don't feel like Zion. Well, you're not going to feel like Zion until you try and get back into what is Zion. So... I, you know, I don't know. I, I wonder, I question where the Clippers are going to go from here. Um, you know, it definitely seems like they, they've invested a lot of money um, and a lot of resources into this team, and they're not getting anything out of it. So uh, at the end of the day, it is a business, and if you're not winning rings, what are you doing? So uh, looking at their counterparts in this series, the Suns, the Suns, are, we are who they thought they were, you know. Um the question I have here is, is our Durant and Booker going to be able to keep up, you know, playing 40, 43 plus minutes? Um, <laughs> maybe it's, it won't be necessary um, in the next round. You never know. Um, they won't have to contend with, I mean, the Nuggets are a little bit built, different team. They play, their play style is different, but um I don't know if this is the Phoenix Suns that you're going to get, and if the, this team does stay healthy, 
uh, they could easily be the team. They really could, uh, truly and honestly. So, um, moving on to the Warriors and the Sacramento Kings. So, right now the Warriors lead uh, <clears throat> three to two. Um, last night uh, they were able to break the split the tie, I guess you could say, uh, by winning you know one twenty three to one sixteen. Um, very, very interesting game, honestly, because with the way that it kind of played out initially, um, you know, it kind of looked like Sacramento was just like, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to do this. I'm on, I'm on the roll. Like I'm on a roll, ready to go. Uh, you know, Curry, uh, Wiggins, Thompson, and Draymond all showed up for this game. Um, you know, Monk, Fox, and Sabonis did what they could do, uh, but ultimately at the end of the day, you know, the Warriors were able to come away with the win. Um, you know, looking at the Warriors in this series, I think the Warriors were kind of punched in the mouth initially by this team, uh, this Kings team. I think that they probably didn't take them seriously the way that, you know, I did. I mean, they they dropped those first two games, and I think people kind of hit the panic button. You know, game three, they were, you know, the Warriors were able to come back and kind of show, hey, we're here, we're about this, like, you're not going to just, you're not going to, you're not going to take this easily. Like, we're not going to go down quietly. Um very tight game in game four. And then, you know, last night again, like I said, it, it just, it, the Kings were off to a very hot start. Um, you know, the Warriors being able to climb back in and, you know, obviously they were, they were able to get it done because of their championship grit. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the Warriors being led by Steph and Clay, uh, definitely good. Draymond obviously isn't the same guy he used to be. They're they're definitely doing a lot right now with uh, the starting lineups, whether it's Vincenzo is there, Green in there, Poole in there. Um, you know, Wiggins been mainly starting, but uh, <clears throat> you know, Looney's been going crazy uh, and just being a solid you know, big man down there for him. Um, this is going to be interesting. You know, I, I picked the Warriors to win. They're one game away. Their next game is, is, you know, at Golden State. So, uh, definitely rough for the Kings to kind of get over. Um, realistically for the Kings, you know, great coming out party, great showing that you can compete. Uh, De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis, you know, you can make a, a very good argument for being, uh, the best surprising duo, um, in the league this year. Um, getting a lot of help too from, you know, Malik Monk and Harrison Barnes, but I mean, the help they're getting from Harrison Barnes, it, you know, is, is adequate from what you would expect from Harrison Barnes. Uh, realistically though, it's, it's, it's Sabonis that has to step up. You know, he's only averaging 17 points in the, you know, in a game, uh, 11 rebounds. So he is averaging a double, double, but with that being said, like 
Man, Darren Fox is averaging 30. Like, he needs help. Um, they've got great bench play. I like the Kings bench, uh, you know, with Herter. Oh, sorry, Herter starts with Monk. Um, but Herter is great, too. He's a great, he's a great shooter. Um, not playing fully to his capability right now, I think. Um, but their bench, yeah, their bench depth, I think is great with, uh, with Monk, with Lyles, uh, with Alex Lynn. They're, they're, they're great. Um, so yeah, so I, I, I think that they, this is going to end, um, in Golden State. I don't think that they're going to, you know, I don't think Sacramento has enough to get out of it, but, uh, they're, Definitely show that they're going to be a team to watch. Now, on to who I said is going to win the West. Now, Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Lakers. So, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to apologize to the Lakers. Uh, I didn't give them their, their credit. Um, but I would like to point out that I think that Dylan Brooks is a fucking idiot. For talking shit. Like, dog, you are a nobody. You are literally only known in the league as a troll. Um, <laughs> the dude's fucking averaging 10 points a game in this series, and he's talking shit like he's doing something against LeBron. Um, <laughs> it's just, it's funny. Uh, you know, John Morant and Desmond Bain are doing their thing. You know, Jaron Jackson is is coming in. Should be, in my opinion, he should he sh he should at this point be a double double guy that you're getting um, all the time. Definitely, I think that this probably would be a little bit more different series uh, if Stephen Adams was there. Uh, just his toughness, I think, definitely benefits the team quite a bit. Um, yeah, I you know looking at the Lakers, the the first thing that I obviously said for the Lakers was health, um, which definitely was going to be a neat like a a big thing for them, uh, you know. But LeBron averaging twenty two, eighty, twenty one, um, both averaging double doubles, you know. Austin uh, Austin Reeves and uh, Rui Hachimura coming in clutch, you know, putting up fifteen plus a game. D'Angelo Russell is is playing, you know, like he. Like he he was you know the second overall pick, so um, <clears throat> yeah I'm gonna kind of backtrack a little bit and uh, you know I think now that Memphis uh, was talking all that shit they did win last night. Um, the next game is tomorrow in L.A. L.A. could wrap this up, <laughs> you know. Um, Memphis needs to come out hard and definitely come out and compete. So, uh, yeah, definitely fucking losing it there. So, um, okay, on to the East. And ladies and gentlemen, I have to say that I'm fucking excited because my Miami Heat brought down the Milwaukee Bucks in five games, ladies and gentlemen. Ah-ha, ah-ha. 
Now, I will say, obviously, I did not pick the Heat. Uh, but that was because Miami has been shooting horribly coming into this series. Their three-point shooting is absolutely atrocious in this series. Uh, <clears throat> Milwaukee, on the other hand, was balling coming in. This is like the it's like the the weirdest switch of all time. That like straight up. Miami in this series, <coughs> excuse me, is shooting 40, was shooting 45% from three. 45% from three. While at the regular season, they were at 34. So, with that being said, this was an amazing series. This again. Playoff Jimmy is a thing. I know he says it's it's not, but it absolutely fucking is. The closeout game last night was fucking amazing. Went to overtime. Miami came back down 16 in the fourth quarter. You had Love foul out. You have Bam foul out. You have Kyle Lowry foul out. Like, it looked like the deck was getting stacked against Miami. And they fucking pulled out a win, man. You know, first, hats off to Jimmy Buckets for fucking sending it with the fucking most beautiful finish to send it to overtime. And then when overtime hit, the Heat just kept their foot on the gas, kept rolling. Awesome, amazing that this team was able to do this. Uh, obviously, losing Tyler Hero with a broken hand is a very big loss for this team. But next man the fuck up. Gabe Vincent showing up. Uh, you know, Caleb Martin, Kevin Love. Duncan Robinson even started fucking playing better. Uh, <clears throat> you know, Haywood Highsmith, Cody Zeller. Fucking stand up. Like, it is insane how well this team decided to play. They've been in playoff mode for fucking weeks now. Um, I think that them moving forward onto the next round, they're sitting in a good spot. They're definitely, they've got all the momentum. Jimmy Butler's averaging almost 38 points a game. He is hands down the best, uh, the best playoff performer that I think it, it, you're going to see in the playoffs this year. Um, with that being said, uh, over to the Bucks. Uh, you know the Bucks obviously being led by Ante Kumbo and Middleton. Um, you know Giannis obviously getting hurt in Game One. He only played three games. Um, you know with the back spasms. It's just I get it. It is very hard. He plays a very physical game. Um, but I mean he still was able to average a double double in the series. Brooke Lopez and, and you know uh, Drew Holiday. Looked good. Uh, you know, Pat Connington coming off of the bench was definitely a big help for him. Um, I feel like this is where they kind of messed up, though, because you have a guy like, you know, uh, Goran Dragic, and you have a guy like <clears throat> Jay Crowder who are big energy guys coming off the bench. So why would you not pair them up with Bobby Portis, uh, 
send in all that energy coming in off the bench. It's just, it's baffling to me. Um, this collapse, I think, is probably one of the worst collapses that people, you know, that, that people have been talking about this. Like, it's crazy. I know the fans in Milwaukee and across the whole NBA are criticizing the Bucks, saying that it was basically a, a wasted season. I don't think it was a wasted season. Definitely just very, very disappointing for Milwaukee, obviously. Uh, but, uh, yeah, Jimmy Buckets in the heat moving on, baby. And the team that they will be facing is going to be the New York Knicks, who are able to take it in five games against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Man, do I have to say that the Cavaliers disappointed me bad. I thought with the Knicks winning the first game, I thought, okay, the Cavaliers know that they're serious. They're going to get serious now. Second game, Cavaliers came back. They won. Looked good. And then the third game left me with a head scratcher because they only put up 79 points. And then it just was like... <laughs> it was like the Nets basically just knew what to do. Um, you know, or the Nets, the Knicks. Sorry, the Knicks have not been doing... They have not done this in so long. That's why, you know, I said the Nets. I'm just speechless. But... The Knicks obviously being led by Jalen Brunson. Um, <clears throat> fucking Jalen Brunson, hats off. Like, round of applause to you. This dude is legit, is legit. Um, I think a lot of people didn't put enough respect on that signing. That, you know, them picking up Jalen Brunson. He's leading this team, showing them everybody in the NBA why he deserved to get what he got. Um, unfortunately for them, Julius Randle did get hurt in game five. So that moving forward, obviously, is going to be rough. Uh, you know, R.J. Barrett is playing R.J. Barrett style. Um, you know, Mitchell Robinson just playing his big man stuff, getting his boards, uh, you know, Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, and Josh Hart uh, have been excellent, you know. So it this team moving forward, I think, is going to be interesting because it's how long can you keep this up? Um, the intensity of this, uh, you know, with Brunson being the the bulk of the main scorer and Randall kind of being hobbled. Um, Will the Heat be able to kind of tone in on that? Who knows? Um, it's going to be the battle, again, of the two guys that nobody puts in those conversations for superstars, but they're definitely going to make this, this playoffs very interesting and exciting. So on to the Cavaliers. Definitely, obviously, a, a very uh, rough way to end your season, uh, being led by Gary's Darius Garland and Donovan Mitchell, both averaging 20-plus a game. In my opinion, I think it's probably the best guard duo that is in the league right now. I know Steph and Clay are, you know, people say Steph and Clay, but Clay's really lost a step. When you watch these two play together, it's just explosive, you know. Um, and I think that might be what hurts them is because with, with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, um, I think they just they've got two bigs 
that if they if one of them could maybe be like a better option of like a stretch four like if they if they were to replace that with a guy who could handle the ball um like Bam out of Bayou for example you know he, he he's six nine uh can handle the ball bring the ball up he's very athletic very quick um and can still guard all five positions you just don't really see that with Mobley and Allen um I thought Evan Mobley coming out of college was gonna be you know good uh I expected him to be better than this, but, you know, he's, he's really close to averaging a double-double. Um, but, I mean, you got Karis LeVert. You got Isaac Okoro. Like, you got these wing guys that you could be using more often. And I just – I wonder if, like, getting, like, a better – like, a, a true stretch four might help this team down the road. Um, it is weird. They're kind of are a little lopsided on size. Because Mitchell and Garland are both, you know, relatively small, uh, you know, height-wise in the NBA. Um, and then Mobley and Allen are obviously big men. So definitely very interesting. Um, anyway, moving on. So the 76ers and the New Jersey, sorry, Brooklyn. I'm just used to New Jersey Nets. Anyway. Sorry. Um, so, uh, <clears throat> pretty open and shut case here. Uh, you know, the 76ers were able to sweep this. Um, again, they, I feel like the, this was kind of a no-brainer for them. Um, you know, 76ers, obviously being led by Joel Embiid and James Harden. Um, <clears throat> Embiid didn't play one game. Um, and ironically... Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris actually led uh, points-wise. So I think that right there kind of shows you that this team... This team has a lot riding on the other players outside of Embiid and Harden. Um, I do like Maxey and Harris. I think that they're both amazing role players. Um, they're both obviously starters on this team. And I think that they're, they're good fits. Uh <clears throat> Paul Reed and, you know, P.J. Tucker, my, you know, uh, sorry, and uh, DeAnthony Melton, great off-the-bench guys, uh, you know, I just, obviously I picked them to win it all, um, I still think that this is the best constructed team, again, healthy, obviously, is going to be the key factor there. But the fact that like you got to, you got to sweep Brooklyn, Embiid and Harden didn't really take a whole lot of damage. They only averaged thirty six minutes a game. I think that was a huge benefit, and I think it's going to be very rough for whoever they see in the next round to kind of get past that because at any point Embiid and Harden can just take over the game. Uh, for the Nets, kind of a welcome like a coming out party for Mikael Bridges. Uh, definitely shows that he could be, uh, the guy, um, but he's kind of alone. So, you know, uh, with Cam Johnson and Spencer Dinwiddie, Nick Claxton, uh, and Dorian Finney-Smith, this, the, realistically, I like this team moving forward. It's just their bench. Their bench needs depth. Uh, 
Joe Harris wasn't really able much to give him give him much off the bench, which is definitely sad. Royce O'Neal, uh, good rotational guy, but you know just <clears throat> not what you need when you know you have bench players out there. And then Seth Curry, I, he, Seth Curry, did, I don't even know if he played in this series. I know he did, but you know what I mean. Like it was just one of those like, dude, did you even show up? Um. Let this team get a bench, and I think it'll be very interesting. Uh, so, who the 76ers might be potentially facing is uh, it's either going to be the Celtics or it's going to be the Hawks. Now, the Celtics were able to take the first two games, uh, you know, free and clear, really not too much of a problem. Hawks were able to answer back, and... <clears throat> Then uh, Boston went up 3-1, and, you know, Atlanta came back in a very, very competitive game five. Uh, I thought it was done and over with, honestly. So, uh, you know, game six is obviously tonight um, <clears throat> in Atlanta. It is a must win for Atlanta. You know, <sighs> looking at Boston, um, the one thing that stands out to you is that Again, obviously, Tatum and Brown are doing their thing. Uh, but the one thing I think that stands out with you is the play of Derek White and Marcus Smart. Uh, they're playing very, very well. Uh, they're providing very good, high-quality minutes. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon and Robert Williams coming off the bench has been phenomenal for them. It's been a good change of pace for them. Uh, Al Horford is still doing you know, Al Horford things. He's solidifying the middle able to kind of keep it down defensively, can get it going a little bit offensively. Um, but realistically, I know that there's been a talk about how Jalen Brown is not happy. Um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens if they don't push it to a championship this year. Um, I think they're going to have a – if they do win tonight, which I'm expecting that they do, I think they're going to have a hard time uh, with just with Embiid. Um, <clears throat> they have a lot of high energy guys as well as what we were talking about with, you know, um, the 76ers while well, we'll go in depth on the matchups when they're finally set. But, uh, yeah, for the Celtics team, I, I think they're the, the best team, um, in this series. Uh, it's just how, how long is this going to happen? Uh, and can they stave away from injuries, you know? Um, let's say they do make it to the conference finals and they face either the Knicks or the Heat. The Heat have always been kind of like a, a good, like, Achilles heel for the Celtics, especially this Celtics team. Um, so they're not going to, you know, they, the Celtics don't have an easy path to the championship is basically what I'm saying. So uh, very interesting to see kind of how that, un, you know, unfolds and develops as the playoffs move on. Maybe Jalen Brown gets upset, wants to leave. Who knows? Um, a team that I think is going to have to kind of reevaluate their situation, um, is going to be the Atlanta Hawks. Now the Hawks obviously still have it. They're still in it. They're, they're still very competitive. Um, they still have a good shot at, at, you know, moving on to the next round. Um, it's going to be a difficult time to get there, but going to be definitely, definitely very rough for them. Um, obviously, Trey Young and DeJounte Murray lead this team. Um, here's the problem with, that I have with this team. 
Uh, first off, DeJounte Murray was suspended for uh, some bull. I can't even remember what he was, but it was, it was just, it's stupid shit. Um, I think it was touching an official, which I didn't see, so I can't even like really comment on it, but I don't know. I feel like sometimes officials get a little too tic-tac-y with shit. Uh, but I mean, Trey averaging a double-double in the series, um, you can just tell that Trey is just a defensive liability. Uh, you know, with that being said, like, I mean, like John Collins and Clint Capella, um, you know, Sadiq Bay, not really offering you much. Um, they've definitely played, they've definitely ran through their bench, uh, quite a bit, trying to find ways to make it work. Um, Moving forward, I just, you know, there was already grumbles with Trey Young kind of being uh, a little bit of a pain in the ass. I wonder if that's going to play a factor moving forward into the offseason. Uh, personally, you know, before I heard those those talks, I would have said, Trey, you know, you find any way to make it work with Trey, maybe find somebody for DeJounte. But now I'm saying you should keep Murray and maybe get rid of Young. Uh, John Collins seemed to be doing better when there was basic, when he was basically the second option. I think that's still a good possibility that he could be the second best option on a competitive contending team. Um, but if you're going to do that, maybe package young and Capella and I don't know, send them, send them somewhere else, send them somewhere else. Maybe down to Miami. I'm just saying wishful thinking. Xerxes, quit it. Sorry. Xerxes, quiet. It's nothing. Dogs literally bark for no reason, and I don't get why. I don't get why at all. Um, some other big news, uh, obviously, that I wanted to get into before, uh, you know, we close this out um obviously one of the biggest things is uh you know aaron Rodgers going to the jets um i wanted to talk about that <clears throat> my opinion about this i think is is this could either be a very good run for the jets on their way to a super bowl or this could be just the worst mistake that the Jets have ever made, <laughs> which isn't true because they're the Jets. But with that being said, like <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers is even a shell of who he was, as good as this defense was last year, um, as good as their skill position players are right now, <laughs> like this Jets team could be extremely good. With Aaron Rodgers. Um, I'm just, you know, I, again, I don't want to talk too much about football because who knows what teams are going to look like after the draft. I think the draft is going to be a huge, huge factor into how good teams are going to be. Um, there's a lot of, there's, I'm going to be honest, there's a lot of question marks right now going into even today as it's coming up tonight. Um, who's going to be the number one overall pick? who's going to be traded during, who's going to be, you know, it's so it's, it's just, it, it seems like draft day is drafts, draft day, 
the entire draft is going to be insane. Uh, this is arguably probably one of the most sturdy, strong drafts that we've seen in a very long time. I think that um, as deep as this draft is, teams could really pack in and build for a future and add depth. I think teams that don't need to that don't have like immediate needs could add great rotational depth guys in. Um it'll be interesting to see. So, uh tune in tomorrow. I'm going to do a first I'm going to do a reaction to kind of what happened in day 1 of the draft. Um and <clears throat> here soon I will make sure I bring on JT for his uh, in-depth analysis of the NHL playoffs. And with that, we appreciate you guys tuning in. We love you guys. Please make sure you guys like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate it. And we will talk to you guys in the next one. 